You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello and welcome to a picks edition of the Watling and Owen Show. It's Matt Watling. It's Luke Owens. And it's my disgraceful locks that never seem to go right, Luke. 0-6-1 in my seven locks, which I'm not going to say if you take them away, but even if you take away the, the double losses that I have, my record's not that bad. If you take away the extra point for the losses, I'm 15 and nine compared to 15, 25 and two. Yeah, the locks have really been your detriment. And I I started off pretty cold with cold with the locks, but recently I've been been locked in, if you will. And I gotta say, I don't really love the board, but I love my five picks. So that's all that really matters. I found the five games that I really love. And I'll I'll say this. I love four, the fifth. I'm a, I'm between a couple of teams, but I do love what I'm working with this week. How do you pick your lock? Maybe I need some help. Like, what, uh, what's your I strategy? Just, I just pick the the pick that I like best. I don't know. Nothing crazy. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a strategy. Although, there is kind of a theme with the teams that I like to pick for my locks. So, you know, I'll leave it at that. All right. Uh, let's start with the New York Jets. We'll get into the Giants and the Bills later on as well. But the Jets host the Patriots as a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. The Jets are without Brees Hall, obviously. That's the big loss. Elijah Vera Tucker as well. But Mac Jones and the Patriots were not good on Monday night. They've got a short week, and I really wonder how that impacts this game. And when I was, you know, rooting for the Patriots because I had them in, in the picks, the way they got embarrassed, I, I can't imagine Bill Belichick getting walked over all, again for a second straight week. See, I don't know if I really believe that because if the Patriots are just not good, then I could see them getting walked over again. Like, I don't think that's a reason for the Patriots or, or for this game. I mean, I, I understand the line's kind of weird with the Patriots being favored here, but I, I don't know. I mean, the, you look at the Patriots season so far, like they've beaten the Lions, the Browns, and the Steelers. And outside of that, they, they haven't looked good at all. I know they're close with the Packers, with Zappy. They get blown out by the Ravens. I just don't think they're a very good football team. Their defense is not good. I mean, the Bears put up 33 on them. To me, there's no reason why the Jets can't put up numbers against them. I know the offense has struggled. Zach Wilson hasn't looked great. But, I mean, I think Justin Fields like 300 total yards between his arm and his legs. So, I don't know. I don't I don't really know if I, if I buy into the whole, you know, Bill Belichick won't get disrespected two weeks in a row. I just – think this Patriots team is inconsistent because they're not that good and it's a really cool opportunity regardless for Zach Wilson to try to put up numbers because it's a game that he that is winnable right you look at the Denver game that was a strong defense like 17 points was probably your max right 16 points you're not getting more than that this game like you said Luke maybe you can score some points but it's Bill Belichick going up going up against the second year quarterback and that never seems to bo- seems to fare well, especially for a team like the Jets, where you don't have the coaching advantage, you don't have the experience at the quarterback position to stop the mistakes. I mean, Justin Wilson or Justin, see, I combine them. Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are pretty similar, in my opinion. Like they're both somewhat mobile. They're not going to put up a ton of yards, and you know, Fields only threw for one seventy nine. He also ran for eighty two. But I mean, this is a game where we're going to kind of find out how much the Jets are going to miss both Vera Tucker and Brees Hall because the Bears ran for 243 yards against the Patriots and if you had Brees Hall like that's a lock it in 100 plus yard game for him but now you know James Robinson's kind of just coming in I know running backs I'm sure learning the offense might be a little bit easier but 
you know, Rob Sala said it's going to be the hot hand between him and Michael Carter. And, you know, with one of your best linemen also out, how does that impact the run game? And if the run game's not working, that's where we're going to have to see Zach Wilson. So this is a game you'd love to have Brees Hall for, but you kind of have to hope that maybe the offensive line uh, can pick up the slack even without Vera Tucker because this Patriots run defense has certainly been an issue. And I don't even know. I'm going to pull up the, the line now. I don't even know who they were using at, you know, to fill in for Elijah Vera Tucker. Right now, the line, it seems to be Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, McGovern, Nate Herbig, and then the great Mike Remmers is your right tackle filling in for Elijah Vera Tucker. Like, I've never yeah, heard this dude. The right side's not life. great. He's played 10 seasons, though. I'll give him that. And the, the thing with the – I mean, the Patriots have Matthew Judon, though, who is obviously a great rusher. But the left side of, of the offensive line is good, which is good. Zach Wilson's blind side is protected, which is huge. But if you want to run the ball off the right side, it might be a little bit tougher. So those are kind of the, 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 the yin and yang of the offensive line right now for the Jets. And, look, I think this is going to be a close game for sure. I'm not saying the Jets are going to walk away with, a, with an easy one here by any means. But – I don't know. I, I just think the Patriots, I mean, you said it in the beginning, you didn't trust them. And then, you know, yeah, they won a couple of games. But, I mean, Mac Jones barely played. He was three for six, 13 yards and a pick. And then they pulled him out for Zappy. Like, that. if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Like, right now, the Patriots do not have a quarterback. Either one of these two guys, the Jets should shut down. Their pass defense is great. And, you know, we'll see. Ramondre Stevenson's a talented back. Didn't have a great game last week. But, I really think if they can hone in on the run game, you're not really going to be too worried about whoever's throwing the ball for the Patriots. Right, and Luke, one quote that the Jets defensive coordinator Jeff Obrick has uh, talking about last year's game when they lost 54-13, to he said, quote, I remember the score. There was a lot of things, you know. I, I remember it being 40-plus and the shots were still being taken on. It's been looking forward to this one. He later said that that game and the Indianapolis Colts game created a, quote, level of darkness within my own brain and soul wow that is that is something i mean mac jones head might be taken off in this game yeah that's that's something and i mean this jets defense is a lot better than last year's defense i mean sauce Gardner is basically giving you the opportunity to shut down one side of the field and you know new england doesn't really have a true number one but i mean Devonte parker we saw you know last week against chicago had a, a pretty decent game jacoby myers is a threat as well but I mean, you have to really like their chances against New England's pass game. I don't see either Patriots quarterback throwing for over 200 yards. So, really, it's about honing in on the run game. And I don't know if I'm – I don't think I'm tipping my hand here, but I, I really like the Jets this weekend. At home, I know it's, it's you know it's a weird line. What does Vegas know, this and that? But, I mean, either way, I just think the Jets have a better team than the Patriots. But the Jets have been underdogs against every team they've played against, except for the Broncos, and that was up until the last moment because Russell Wilson was out. So I don't know if Vegas just, knows anything or if they're just going to keep them as an underdog because the, the public's not betting on them. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I'm surprised. I could see this game maybe moving, but it's it hasn't yet. So, I mean, right. that, that might just be how it is. So, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. It, it is, you know, they, they have been. But I don't know. It's I just don't trust Mac Jones. I don't think he's that good. And I know Zach Wilson hasn't exactly lit, lit it up so far this year, but the Jets' defense is better than the Patriots' defense. I think they win this game like 17-10 to 10 or something like that. It can't be 7. Can, can, can we get a little more points from Zach Wilson, please? Like, I mean, you'd like to, but can we? No, I don't know. I, I, I think they should it's, win, but the the Bill Belichick factor does scare me. So I think I'm laying out of this game. Luke, it sounds like you're picking this game. No, I'm not picking it. But I'm, I'm, 
I'm out on Bill Belichick hype. I'll say that. Like, I I, just, I'm not denying it's not Bill Belichick coach, hype. It's oh, Bill it's Belichick Bill against Bell. the Jets hype because oh. that is a legitimate thing. But also, like, it's just, I mean, it's not the same when, you know, I get it. Their defense is even great. This isn't the, the Patriots of the, of the past. Like, it's just not. Like, you could, like, oh, like the Patriots defense against a second year. I don't care. They went up against a second year quarterback last week and got dummies. Like, it, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's not a great coach because he is. He's the best of all time. But it's hard to sit here and, and be scared of the New England way when it's just not the New England way anymore. That's fair. Well, let's move on to the Giants because they made a trade earlier today. You're scared. Just stop being scared. I am scared because Bill Belichick has just destroyed the Jets every chance he gets. And I've been betting on the Jets the last two weeks. Should I bet on them again this week? Maybe I should, but I'm not going to. And I I'm mean, thinking about it. Th- they were sixth on my list. I'll give you that. They were sixth on my list, but moving on to the Giants, a team that's taking on were they on your list? The Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. I'll, I'll let you know when we get to the uh, when we get to the picks, Luke. I'm not going to unveil my Ooh. picks right at once. They end up trading the apparently injured, but he's actually not injured, Kadarius Tony for a conditional third round pick and a sixth round pick to the Chiefs. I I don't really like this trade because I wish the Giants actually gave him a ch- a chance. The minute that Joe Shane came in with Brian Dable, they basically said, we don't want you. We're going to go get our own mini version of you. And yes, it wasn't your pick, and you can move on from him, no questions asked. But when you don't have any actual weapons in this locker room, especially after you know your wide receiver Sterling Shepard goes down, I would have liked to see them actually give him a chance. Now, maybe he refused to play for them. I don't really see that happening, and I would have liked to see them give him a legitimate shot to be a game-breaker on this team. Yeah, I think it was a little early. I mean, it's only his second year in the league. And look, I know he's had injury problems, which is certainly, you know, something you want to you wanna manage. But, I mean, I was talking to one of my friends who's a Chiefs fan, and he said, this feels like a move for years down the road, not even necessarily just this year. Because, you know, Juju's going to be a free agent. I believe McCall Hardman's going to be a free agent. So this is a guy they feel like they can plug in. And it felt like every time he actually got the ball, it was like a 10-yard game. Like, he's a guy that has a lot of speed. He's very shifty in open space. He's hard to tackle. And on a team that doesn't have a lot of talent in the receiver room, I would have liked to see them work it out. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was too far gone. But just looking at it from the perspective of it's his second year in the league, every time we've seen him, he's been great. Obviously, the injuries are a problem. It felt like it was a little bit too soon. But I guess to get a third-round pick is pretty nice for the future. But for this year, I think it certainly doesn't help them. Yeah, I agree. And they're taking a team. they're taking on a team in Seattle that – it feels very Giants-like, the Seattle Seahawks. They, they don't have the defense that the Giants quite do. Certainly not. They're getting quarterback play that nobody expected. And, you know, they've won their games, right? They've earned the record that they have. And, and by no means are they blowing the doors off teams. But they've got a nice couple wins for the Seattle Seahawks. And this is another game maybe I shouldn't be scared of. But there's some voodoo going on with Seattle. And I don't really know what to make out of it. Yeah, especially going to Seattle, I think, makes this a really tough game. That's a tough environment. And it's 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 honestly, I was gonna this might be crazy. I'm more interested for this game than I am Rams 49ers. Like uh, maybe it's stupid, but I mean they're both in the four twenty-five slot. And I, I'm kinda hoping locally you might get the Giants game here because these are two teams, like you said, that are are surprising. And the Giants defense isn't that much better than Seattle when you talk about like yards allowed, but they're they're very good at not letting teams score. Seattle gets scored on a lot. So I think the Giants 
have the advantage there. And, you know, Seattle's got kind of a, a, a leaky run defense as well. So that helps. Um, I think on paper, the Giants are a better team, especially with it looks like DK Metcalf's going to be out. But you're right. There's just something about the Geno Smith Seahawks magic where I think this is going to be I think this is going to be a wild game. And I think the Giants are going to score some points. I think Seattle's probably going to get theirs as well. But I think this could be a high scoring game. You say that, but then I look at the quarterbacks and it's Daniel Jones and Geno Smith. Uh, yeah. Like what's like what? the most points that Seattle's put up all year can't be more than like 30 against Detroit. Right? No, they put up 48 against Detroit, and they put up 37 last week against the Chargers. And they put, wow, they put up 32 against uh, the Saints as <laughs> the Saints. well. Yeah, they're they're high powered. They're high powered. Ugh. So this like on paper is a disgusting game, but there's some fun going on there. I mean, Daniel Jones is fun to watch. The Seahawks defense is meh. Geno Smith revenge game taking on the Giants. And I I saw Pete Carroll say this, and it's. It's very true. Like he's talking about how we need to we need to put grass on fields. Like I'm just thinking about the the Sterling Shepard injury, the DK injury. Like I don't know. I just feel like all these dudes are missing time because of, of turf. It's a random thought, but like I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's get to the Bills real quick because we've got our picks to make. Oh yeah, baby. You see that new stadium? I didn't really get a good look into it, but it seemed oh, pretty nice. Looked nice. The 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 big buffaloes out in front. The kind of doing. They don't have. It's not a roof, but they have like one of those little like. The outside is kind of cut, like like the roof extends a little bit out, so a little cover from wind and stuff like that. I'm excited for it. It looks really cool, very new age, a lot of a lot of glass going on on the outside. So I'm I'm very excited for this new stadium. So of course you can see and look at the beautiful Buffalo skyline. That's right, the beautiful Buffalo skyline. And you know, some people are like, "Oh, why isn't an indoor stadium?" No, look, it's it's a home field advantage. It's football. It's we don't play football indoors. Yeah, which I guess you could counter with when it was really windy out. They couldn't do the one thing they're good at, but, you know, it's fine. You take some – it's it's give and take. It's give and take. Yeah. That game doesn't yeah. count, remember? We struck it from the record. Yeah, and then it was cold against New England and they whooped them. Right. I, I think it was just – that wind was crazy. Yeah. So, they're taking on the Packers on Sunday night, and this was a game that at the start of the year you circled on your calendar and said this oh, is yeah, a game dude. that's going to tell us something about the Bills. And now it's not going to tell you anything about either team because the Packers kind of stink. Yeah, my brain though is like worried because I don't know, like the Pat, like Aaron Rodgers is doing the whole like, oh, you know, no one believes in us going to Buffalo. Like we, you know, no one says we have a chance. And but I don't know. I I think he's he's past the point where he can carry a bad receiving core like he could in the past. Like. I think he's still a good quarterback, but the fact that they got rid of Devontae Adams, replaced them with nobody, Alan Lazard's out this week. So, yeah, it's going to be rough. I mean, if I'm the Packers, though, I think the game plan has to be feed Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, try to eat the clock, control the ball. That's the, the way they stay in it. It can't be what they've been doing recently, which is like – it feels like they run four verticals on every play, and they don't have the talent to be throwing the ball downfield. But they've got two really good running backs, and – I mean, that's, that's the one way the Packers stay in this game is if they can run the ball well and control the clock. But, I mean, the Bills' defense, number one uh, in all of football. They've controlled, you know, every opponent they've played. Even the Chiefs, they're able to kind of keep in check. So it's, it's definitely – the advantage is with the Bills. I don't see a way they lose this game. The Packers' defense isn't good enough. Aaron Rodgers has started distancing himself from his own teammates, Luke. He's saying, you know – I think he's been using the word they instead of we. It's like the whole thing with these quotes. So I it's it's a bad look for that team. And they they kind of need this win. 
But you can't tell me that a team coming off a bye is going to lose to a team that has just lost to the Giants, Jets, and Washington Commanders in succession. That's not going to happen. I think having the just the one team getting a bye now is going to be huge for teams because, like, obviously it's too early in the season. You can't this, take but, a game off. Right, right. And I was going to say, like, down the stretch, like, I could see the Bills randomly losing a dumb game like they did to Jacksonville last year, but it's too important now. With only one team getting a bye that also secures home field, you're right. It's it's too important. So I expect them to get up for this game, especially because the beginning of their season, all their tough games were on the road. And now they get to come home for, you know, the Packer game, the Viking game, uh, the second Jets game. Who knows? Maybe that'll be a big game. Like they, they get some home games on the stretch that they didn't really have early on. So I think that helps as well. I mean, Sunday Night Football at the Bills with a full crowd. We haven't seen that in, in a few years now. So I, I think the bills are going to, like you said, I think they should be able to run, run, run all over them. Not like run the ball, but just like do anything they want. Luke, let's get to our picks. And before I, we start, I'm looking at the lost. What? <laughs> Nothing. My dog just like knocked down a potted plant next to me. So I had to catch it real quick. Quick hands. <laughs> plant. Pot security is job security, Luke. Good job. Yes. Um, if that fell on the ground, though, you would have dove right on it. I would have. I would have got that right up. That's right. So the, I'm looking at the Raiders, Luke, and I'm trying to scour through the teams that I think might win in their injury report because I'm not super locked in on the Vegas Raiders or the other teams I'm looking at. Their quarterback, running back, and three receivers and tight end are all questionable. The Raiders? Yeah. Like, they're all on the injury report. Is that like a Bill Belichick move? You know, know, Josh McDaniels putting all his players as questionable? I guess because they were limited in practice. I was looking at that game. Like, Vegas should destroy the Saints. And they're only minus one and a half, but I don't know. It's a weird one. Yeah. Do you want me to start off or would you like to start? Uh, I'll, I'll receive. I'll receive. Uh, I'm going to take a couple of gross games this week, but but games that I'm, I'm going to ride with. Uh, this one's not gross. I actually like this pick a lot. I'm going to take the Vikings minus three and a half against the Cardinals. The Vikings have a tendency to play like stupid games, but coming off a bye at home, I think they should cover the three and a half. The Cardinals, yes, they were able to finally get a win against the Saints where they did look a lot better with DeAndre Hopkins, but I just think the Vikings coming off a bye home game. And I mean, the Vikings, to be completely honest, like, Although they kind of they don't have the division locked up, but they want to go for that number one seed. They want Philly to fall a couple of times so they can try to get home field. So I'll take the Vikings minus three and a half as my first pick. Yeah, Luke, give me Miami minus three and a half. Taking on Detroit. Detroit's defense is a sieve. Miami's isn't that much better. They've got some injuries, but when you give me the chance to see Tyree Kill go up against the Detroit Lions defense, I think they're gonna dominate the Lions. So give me the Dolphins minus three and a half. I hope Jalen Waddle goes off. Newly acquired uh piece for the Syracuse milk drinkers that's right um I will take a game that I feel gross about but I'm gonna I'm gonna plug my nose I'm gonna take the Steelers plus 11 against the Eagles I think the Steelers they're getting healthier on defense and that's kind of shown out and I know the Eagles have gotten better they had Quinn on defense they're the better team for sure but 11 feels like a lot of points you know City of Philadelphia, a little distracted with the Phillies in the World Series, so maybe the home field advantage isn't as strong. You know, it's a, it's a interstate game with the state of Pennsylvania up for grabs. I just think Mike Tomlin keeps this game close. He loves being a heavy underdog. So give me the Steelers plus 11. Luke, I said it moments ago. Give me Vegas minus one and a half. They'll be healthy enough. 
Like the Saints aren't healthy either, and the, the Saints stink. Their defense is is bad. Their offense isn't too good. Andy Dalton kind of stinks too. And look, the, the Raiders need to start getting some wins. They're they're better than a two and five team, and I see a win coming up early here, and then kind of catapult them to potentially a, a run in a wild card spot. Yeah, I, I agree, and I think. No, I'm not going to do it. The Colts minus three against the Commanders is weird. Take it then. Show me something. Take no, I don't, I haven't, Take him. I haven't seen Sam Allinger play Take a snap em. of football since don't college. Be a coward. Take him. Uh, maybe. I'm going to take a pick that I, I already know I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Falcons uh, minus four against the Panthers. The Falcons got destroyed by the Bengals last week, but it's because their entire secondary is out, and the Bengals have a great passing offense. The Panthers are not going to throw the ball all around the yard with PJ Walker. I think they did last returning week. home with Okay. Well, not they didn't PJ Walker threw like 150 yards. They didn't throw the ball around the yard, but returning home where they've been good this year. I'm back on the Atlanta cover machine. I'm going to take the Falcons minus 4. All right, Luke, give me Baltimore plus 2. Thursday night. <sighs> how, how is Baltimore so like Baltimore on ESPN is plus 2? And there's other like sites that have the Tampa Bucks as as a minus, as plus one and a half. So I don't know really? what's happening. How's that possible? Oh, maybe were they minus one and a half then? I don't know. I've only seen the Bucks at minus two. Okay, maybe I maybe I misread. But I love Baltimore in this game. They need the win. They're battling with Cincinnati. They're getting healthier. Gus Edwards is a monster. And the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers t- team has like four starters out and like two or three like good reserve players that are hurt as well. I'll tell you what, I was thinking about taking the Bucks. Take them. Show me something. No, no, no. Take, take them in Indy. You won't. Okay, so, well, my thinking is, like, why is Tampa Bay a favorite in any game right now? I, I don't know. It's weird to me. But, you know what, I'm going to stay away from it. You can have your fun on Thursday night. I've been a, mach- a machine on Thursday night games, but I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm going to take <sighs> – Give me the Giants plus three against the Seahawks. Wow. Give me it, give me it, give me it. They've got a they, – I, I just – I see the Giants winning a close game, you know, game-winning field goal. Even if they keep it within two and lose, I have a winner. Like, the Giants keep being disrespected, so I'm sick of saying, you know, oh, it's a fishy line, this, this, and that. It makes sense to me. Like, Seattle's a good team. That's a tough road environment to go on. So, give me the Giants minus – or plus three against the Seahawks. Luke, I'm taking the commies. We're back. Wow, Plus that's three. why you wanted to take me into Indy. Taking on the Colts. Sam Ellinger is going to do something for this team. Or Ellinger, oh. apparently, is what it's pronounced. I don't know. But the Commanders, the, the Taylor Heineke juice is real. Gibson was running the ball pretty well last week. Brian Robinson Jr. is running the ball pretty well last week as well. I like the Commanders. I, I like the points a lot, actually. So give me the Commies plus three taking on the Colts. All right, my final pick, my lock of the week, Matt. I am going back to the well. The Tennessee Titans, minus two and a half against the Houston Texans. The Titans have dominated the Texans, especially on the ground. Derrick Henry has ran for over 200 yards last three times the Titans have played the Texans. Not to mention the Texans' worst run defense in the NFL. Look, it's a divisional game. This feels like almost a letdown spot for Tennessee. I don't care. I don't even care if Malik Willis is the starting quarterback for the Titans. I might like them more to give me, you know, a, a quarterback as the running back and the running. I don't know what I was saying there. They have a quarterback that can also <laughs> run the ball. 
if Malik Willis plays. Uh, I think the Titans are going to continue their hot shoot. Give me the Titans minus two and a half. Lock of the week. I'm addicted, Matt. This is my third time this year, I think. Let's see. Uh, let me look back. Yeah, third time this year taking third, – third week in a row taking an AFC South team as my lock. So give me the Titans minus two and a half. Luke, you've won your last four locks in a row. I've yet right. to win a lock. And I'm taking the Tennessee Titans wow. right there with you. I was looking at the lines and the spreads, and I said to myself, Tennessee minus two and a half is a perfect Luke pick, a Luke lock, if you will. And I, I felt it. it. It hit different, and I'm taking it with you. So the, the unstoppable object, Luke 4-0 in his last four locks versus me, 0-6-1 in my last seven. I love it. And look, that was the, to me, like, that's how I picked my lock this week. Them and the Vikings were the two that, like, I immediately saw and I was like, okay, I like that. So and then I, I looked up, I did a little research. Titans have done really well against the Texans recently. And I know the Texans are kind of like the bad team that for some reason hangs around. But at some point, I just think they're, they're not good enough to, to beat Tennessee. Tennessee's been really good. I mean, does it concern me they haven't scored in the fourth quarter? Yes. But if they can build a lead and just keep, Feeding the ball to Derrick Henry. I really like the Titans. Well, Luke, we'll see what happens there. So for my picks, just to recap, Tennessee minus two and a half, the lock. Miami minus three and a half. Las Vegas minus one and a half. Baltimore plus two. Washington plus three. And I'm rocking with, like you said, lock of the week, Tennessee minus two and a half. I've got Minnesota minus three and a half. Pittsburgh plus 11. Atlanta minus four. Giants plus three. And this is really interesting, too, because we don't have – the only game that we both have is the Tennessee game. So other than that, we're all over the board here. And that helps me because I, I need some – maybe we should start just tailing your lock of the week for the next couple of weeks just so that I don't lose ground on that because it's been embarrassing for me and my locks. Fine, and I'll kick, I'll kick next week and you'll have to give your first. That's a good point. Strategy. That's a good point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we it, it's cool because, like, like I said, we kind of covered all the games – Tonight's game, I'm actually really interested in. It's like two teams, like you said, really need wins. I think if the Bucks lose tonight, like they're just bad. I, I think if they win tonight, it's like, oh, okay, maybe there's something there. But, man, they've been bad. Are you watching Broncos-Jaguars on Sunday morning? Uh, we'll see how Saturday night goes. I'll say that. You know, Halloween weekends. Uh, I don't have ESPN+, Plus, so it's going to be an illegal stream situation. So I'm not really sure. Also, can I say something before we go? You say Russell you Wilson is getting unwarrantedly slandered for doing his physical therapy on the plane. Yes. I'm with you. Yes. I'm with you. I got one. Because, look, I think when people read the quote, they're, like, corny. I listened to it back. Like, he's he's genuinely not being, like – A goofball. The, the, yeah, he's not being – like, it, it was actually, like, funny. Like, it wasn't, like, one of those things where, they're, oh, Russ is being a cornball again. Like, I when I listened to the audio, I was literally going to text uh, – you or text or group chat or something like when i heard the audio played back i was like man that's actually funny like what russ is what russ is saying and like just being you know he's just saying what he's doing so i i'm with you there Russ. also the dude that reported the the story said russell wilson was working out doing high knees on the plane for four hours but the quote was that he was getting ready for the game trying to be prepared for his teammates so he wasn't yeah he wasn't just working out to be a, a cornball and, like, grinding. Like, I initially thought I think, it was they flew Sunday night to get to London, and because they lost the game, he was practicing and, like, working out. 
But no, it was Monday morning. No. He was trying to stretch so he could play for the game on Sunday. And you know what? I respect him for it. I'm not doing it with with him yet, but I'm I've decided I'm pro Russell Westbrook now because everyone hates him now. So the Russells, Westbrook and Wilson, I'm I'm in on Westbrook. I'm not quite in on Wilson because I think he's going to do something like after if they win this game, he's he's going to say something that's annoying. But I, I'm, I'm I'm he's growing on me a little bit. What do you see out of Bengals Browns on Monday night? Bengals a three and a half point favorite. I I kind of lean Bengals if I had to, but now with the Higgins injury and or the Chase injury rather, and just something's got to give like that division is always really weird. It's hard to predict those interdivision games in the AFC North. Yeah. The hook scares me there. Um, I, like I could see the Bengals winning by a field goal. I think it's gonna be a close game. Like you said, um, I, I, when I first looked, I was like, I kind of like the Bengals, but the more I thought about it, I think the Browns are a team that likes to hang around. They run the ball well and they get to the quarterback. And that's what the Bengals struggle with is an elite pass rusher. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think, it's going to be close. I wouldn't bet the game, but if I were, I, I might actually think about taking the Browns there. All right, Luke, that's all the time we've got for right now. Enjoy our picks, luxuriate in our picks, and we'll catch you guys on Monday at 2.30 right here on Twitch TV.